God, creator, redeemer, sustainer, draw near now. Amen. A powerful image birthed of today's gospel text is the series Left Behind and other apocalyptic tales like it, a genre of sensationalist movies and novels where people are snatched up, raptured, as it were, to at the end of days be with the Lord. Another portrays this as a moment of individual judgment. Each of us, such a theory holds, is called at death to give an account of the life lived. Both attest to a desire to follow Jesus's clear and unshakable admonition to be ready. A more useful image for me, one that tempers the doom and gloom that often accompanies such fear-based messaging, is portrayed in the choreographic wonder Alvin Ailey's seminal work, Revelations. So now, if you haven't seen the company perform this piece, I um, command you to do so. <laughs> um, Using African-American spirituals, gospel songs, and a sanctified rendition of the blues, Alvin Ailey's Revelations mines the heart of humanity for untold pockets of grief, the sweet joy of a right-now contentment, and the brazen hope of a word like tomorrow. In it, we get a peek at the human experience as we make our way through the seasons of wandering and wondering of resolution and redemption. Positioned in the middle of what I see as a faith journey, I Wanna Be Ready is the final piece of the second movement of the ballet. In it, we get an intimate look at a man as he wrestles with the question, am I ready? We wait with him as he works through with fear and trembling his salvation. Surely this dance is a prayer, a moving meditation on repentance and the dream of reconciliation with a loving God, the dream of union with the Christ who comes. Beginning in a crumpled heap on the floor, on a stage illuminated by a single pool of light, the dancer rises and reaches to the sky in hope. He falls to the floor in grief and despair. He rests and remains still. Each movement is measured and faithful. It's a faithful response rather than a reaction. In a series of pitches, lunges, and sustained extensions, he dances his anticipation of Christ's second coming. He doesn't think he's ready, but he wants to be. Each step is a step closer, the process itself a preparation. A verse from the song reads, I want to be ready. I want to be ready, Lord, ready to put on my long white robe. Born of what Ailey called blood memories from his childhood in the South, the sometimes sorrowful but always hopeful solo is a telling of faith in adversity, of faith through dark times. His dance tells of a faith that holds the wisdom of memory the urgent belief in and remembrance of the ever-emerging presence of Christ. In the dance, Christ is always coming. Christ is present. Christ is a future promise. But he's got to get there. 
It is a dance of yearning and heartache, pointing us to the importance of self-reflection. It is pensive and painful, but speaks always of a faith tried by fire, the kind of faith that springs forth from this deeply private, internal work. It is a dance of transition and exploration of faith that confronts a hard question and uses it, each hard-won answer, to make a powerful statement about the work of the middle, of the in-between time, kind of like Advent. We've been granted access to a private and courageous conversation, a conversation about change and hopes and fears. Two months into our revitalization effort and surely some of our shine has worn off. Two months in and the liminality of this space is clear. We are in a season of change, but more than that, a season of not yet. A season of waiting, of pause, all of it held in tension with a clear call to dive into the movement of the spirit, to hear and obey what thus saith the Lord now. Like the dancer in Ailey's ballet, we want to do what's right and we want to be ready. And we want to work now. We want to know when we'll move from this season to the next. We want to know when we'll arrive. But I hear God tell us, as surely as I've heard my own dear mother tell me, you don't know and you don't need to know. She'd rattle off a list of platitudes birthed of her mother wisdom and wrap it up with something like, just be on your post, hinting at a posture of active and assured readiness. What she meant was, get and stay busy with a kingdom mentality towards all you say and do, and know that the unknowing is part of the life of faith. Sometimes all that's left is for us to believe. This gospel calls us, the congregation, to be prepared with this kind of witness at all times. It demands we live in word and deed as the people of God in the world. And Jesus wants us to do that now. So hear the urgent word, not so much about an end of days calamity or a day of judgment, but a right now word as we remember with hope, the promise of a season of inward turning of reorienting our hearts, of aligning and realigning ourselves with God's wider purpose and mission. I'm glad we get to see this dancer again. We get to witness him emerge from a dark night of the soul to dance again transformed, and this time with a joyful sense of assurance. It seems he's learned that the God who judges him is the same God who through grace makes his salvation attainable. Our dancer is ready. There's a reason for the positioning of this piece in the middle of the ballet. It is a marker of the work of waiting and the hope of all that is not yet. It is the work of anticipation, the quiet season, the space of holy listening, of moving over, of making room for God to do what only God can do. When the company comes together at the close of the ballet, we see our soloists rejoice in community, a community that's labored together through a long season. They've moved from pilgrims of sorrow to active seekers, members of a movement with a profound sense of spirituality that won't settle for complacency. This new faith inspires them to move with joy and perhaps 
by any means necessary. They've moved beyond the bare bones sustenance of we're still here to changed, transformed, ready. The coming judgment is cause for soul secure celebration. The closing number is a dance of certainty of one's place and sense of belonging in the kingdom of God. True community comes from having walked through liminality, a neutral zone, an advent. It's having danced together through the challenge of the unknown and coming out on the other side of it forever different. And this adventure is for all of us. It is ours to rise to. But please remember, it is all a process, a sacred journey. So rather than fret about the future, I believe the call is to confront the radical urgency of now, to live into the immediacy of this gospel, this good news. It is not something we wait for in the sweet by and by. It is what we live into now, today. Lean into the present moment, the hope of Advent, and this sweet, sweet nugget of truth. Christ is coming. And I will say that again. Christ is coming. The potential of our future is wrapped in our willingness to stand, especially when we don't know. And all we have, we all have a space like that to live into. Areas of our lives that make us doubt, a corner of our hearts where disbelief reigns, and try as we might to th overthrow the monarchy. Fear rules. We tend to fear the future. But here's the thing, we can't know the future, but God promises to work it, whatever we're going through, together for good. And in the midst of our suffering, to be a presence, even if sometimes a silent one. So stand firm with me, here and now where the presence of Jesus is promised, where we wait for God's transforming power for change and growth, where we wait to be made new where we're called to watch with expectancy as Jesus fills the empty spaces, where Christ enters in, moves freely among the forgotten margins and brings hope to all that is broken or suffering. And when we don't see that happening, we call those things to be so, and we get to work doing what we can to relieve the things that hurt. We stand. Advent calls us to dream beyond our imaginations about what God can be or do in the greater world. Advent calls us to dream and work for a world of divine justice, peace, and freedom. And we do that. We get there by making ourselves available, by accepting the invitation to link arms as a community and to, to the grounding work of the intimate encounter of being found, waiting, with humility and without self-loathing. We wait without fear. We wait with confidence as we remember the tradition of believers that came before us, believers who wrestled through change, through deep seasons of doubt, believers who pressed forward towards something they could not see. This season, be a believer. This season, choose hope. Today, I've offered a third way. It is my hope to have shifted the idea of judgment founded in an ending to a beginning, the dream of God. 
and it is my hope to with grace temper both the horror of end time judgment as well as the single decisive moment of summons on an individual life. I hope to preach this text as a right now word and center preparation as a process, a slow, deliberate, and intentional walk towards a promise. Pray with me. Most holy God, on this first Sunday of Advent, the beginning of a new Christian year, may we lean into your invitation to expectancy. May the secrets of shadows be made known. May we know the revelation of memories embrace and rest as with confidence we recall the truth of love. May we live in your light and sing. May we sing a song. May a song rise, rise from the sacred cleft of our longing that we hear it and be unafraid. May we risk the opening of our eyes. May we be honest with what we see. May we hope with an unwavering faith and know that we know that we know that it is your desire to be found, that you have come and you will come again. Amen.